You're listening to the Gen Zen Broadcasting Station. It's Box and Cheap Pops. Thank you so much for checking out this extra of High Spots and Cheap Pops. And we had a little impromptu conversation about the internet wrestling community. And so, so we're going to take this conversation mid-through, right through our review and our long-form podcast we do every single solitary week. And we're going to get that up very shortly. But we wanted to discuss some of the toxicity that's going on with the internet wrestling community. And we're encouraging all of us to be better and not be so trolly. So let's take a look of a quick conversation that me and Vadi Dottie, Silicon Steve Alley and Vadi Dottie had at the, about the internet wrestling community. Well, no, what we're doing is right here, we're talking about the internet wrestling community, hashtag WIWC. And there's a lot of toxic stuff. And Vladi Dottie, you have a theory on why the internet wrestling community is so toxic. And there's so many people who are toxic on there. Jesse Devin, for example, just give you how toxic people are. Jesse Devin, one of the more famous internet, uh, one of the more famous of the IWCs. She just beat, she's beating cancer. She has a colon cancer. She's shitting in a bag. And she's been going through hell. She couldn't hold her kids for months. She's feeling better. She's posing and all that. And people are trashing her because she's an AEW fan. Making fun of her, the fact that whatever she had didn't do a good enough job because she's still posting on Twitter. A, a person actually said that to a fucking per- woman with cancer because she's an AEW fan. And mind you, this woman is the nicest, most positive fucking person on Twitter. And it's just it's a disaster. I'm going to recant what I was about to say. Let me digest this a little bit more. I don't want to just misfire on this because okay. what you just told me say, it sort of takes it up a notch. Let me collect myself on this. We'll come back to it. And I'm actually going to put Jesse Devin in this because she's a beautiful, awesome soul. And I, she's one of my heroes on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I was going to like sort of discuss like what, you know, what we high spots and cheap pops have, have dealt with. And over the course of the last week, which has been a ton of negativity and basically having a main idea of you guys do what you want to do. We're going to do what we do. I, I'm not. Honestly, I'm not interested in stealing fans. You know, if we organically get people that enjoy us, I'm cool with that, right? I'm not looking to get into some sort of weird turf war. And this is what it seems like. It's some sort of weird psychological turf war that wrestling fans can't help themselves with. And they just feel so strong, like one of these superstars or something behind the keyboard that they're willing to say whatever with no repercussions and somehow or another, it fills that dark spot in their heart. And when you tell me stories about like this lady, I, I have no time or want to provide any energy for people that communicate like that to such a person. Yeah, it's it's just they, they, that's the thing. And you hit the nail on the head, Vadi. <coughs> if we don't give these people, and, and we have some other great Twitter accounts out there, cringe cringe takes, and one person who actually. <laughs> E-Drone, who actually, I think he got kicked off of Twitter. <laughs> I don't even want to get into it. We're not, we'll, we'll avoid him. But Cringe cringe Wrestling Takes is another, is another account. And he mm-hmm. gives attention to all the really bad, toxic assholes on the internet. And we're giving them attention. Now, luckily, they're screenshotting so you can't follow them or what have you. But you still see who they are. And we're giving them attention. Yeah. And the reason that they have so much, they're so prominent in the internet wrestling community is because they're given the attention. And most of these people who say these really fucked up things outside of WWE Junkie and WWE Gareth, who I have I blocked years ago, um, 
other than them, they're not really popular. They have 200 followers, 150 followers, not 2,100 followers like here on High Spots of Cheap Pops. Yeah, exactly. And we're giving them attention. And that's what, like you said, their dark part of their soul that they're missing. They're missing something there, whether it's maybe their parents don't love them. They haven't found the one. Yep. They haven't found a girlfriend. In fact, one of the, uh, and I don't want to give them any, you know, they have a name in it. They're Texas boys who had, we, we had a problem with last week. And right, right. And he, he actually trolled you, the guy, gentleman. And, I, and again, we're not going to give them attention, but they started trolling us because part of their name, their name isn't part of our name. Which, by the way, is something that's been around for 20-something years since Triple H. Cheap Pop said it. Cheap Pop was said by Triple H, what, 1999? I mean... Yeah, I, I mean, I feel a little better about it myself. I send Mick Foley about $5 after we do one podcast, each and every podcast. So that's who I sort of associate it with whenever I think of the term. But, you know, carry on. Well, that was the thing. Well, Triple H made fun of Mick Foley for doing the Cheap Pop. That was the whole where it came from. And Mick Foley then started running right. with it. And... Right. So it's not like it was something brilliant. It was just something that we came together. It sounds great. You came up with it. Vladi Dottie was the was the was the godfather, the mom, the mother of the situation. And again, I went and I and he I mean, this guy went so far as he posted my real address on on Facebook. He went to our YouTube page. He went to my personal profile, made fun of my wife. This is the behavior from Miranda from Texas that I never even met. Right. And it was the same kind of visceral, visceral energy that this other guy started trolling us on Twitter. And I forget the guy's name. I think it was Johnny Digital or something. And I blocked him on Twitter because he was right away just what have you. I blocked him. And then he comes on YouTube, fucks with me on YouTube. And I checked the and I checked this one dude from Texas's profile. And he and one of the first things on his wall is this long, really sad and pathetic, like admission that he was overly obsessed with a girl he had a crush on and she doesn't talk to him anymore. Imagine that. Imagine that. This is a man in his 20s, maybe possibly early 30s. And he's talking about how he was too obsessed with a woman and how he blew it. And it was a crush on a girl. I mean, how pathetic of a life. If you're in your mid-20s or 30s and you're saying that on wall and and how you make up for it is trolling people on the internet. Yeah. I feel terrible for him. And that's why I just, like you said, just block them and move on. No more credit. No more, no more attention. Yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm in agreement with what you're saying there. And honestly, uh, I think uh, things were handled uh, professionally, but firmly in regards to like, hey, uh, I understand the law. You're, you have a different opinion of it. Let's put it that way. And we're not doing any sort of trademark infringement, which was sort of alluded to. And um, again, you know, if he considers what he and they are doing versus what we're doing, they're not similar, really. We're talking about the similar topics, but you and I don't have an official like uh, affiliation with a certain wrestling company down in Texas, for instance. They, it's not so, much of a wrestling company, by the way, if you did any research on it. They, they, those guys are clowns. And he didn't, by the way, this guy who is, is crushing on this girl on his, on his Facebook page, there is no way he ponied up $1,000 to trademark that. Just the way it is. So he's not only is he a toxic member of the internet wrestling community. And not only a guy who really is trying to find himself with love in his life, he's also a liar. So there's that. And with 200 followers on Twitter, 
and he's making fun of us because he has what, 50 or 60 more, maybe 100 more followers on, on, on YouTube. I, we have 1,900 more followers on Twitter, so there's that. Yeah. Yeah. And more likes on Facebook, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I might but no, we're, we're not really driven. We're not really driven by that. We're just having uh, a good time talking about wrestling. And, uh, you know, if we're cutting to the chase. We don't really give a shit I, <laughs> about what uh, what other people are doing. You know? Especially so it doesn't matter. Yeah. So for those of you who want to, we want to, in fact, I'll be honest with you. I want to pick some cherry treat, some, cher- some, put some cherries on, maybe start working with other people in the Rain Night Wrestling community. Because there's a lot of beautiful people out here too. And that's what I, we want to do. We want to bring a positive vibe to it. That being said, last, last how night, fucked up wait, is Ronda Rousey? No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Well, let me ask. You, yeah, exactly. But let me say this: like last night during uh, Dynamite, uh, there was a sign right in the front row, and all it said was "Enjoy pro wrestling." Yes. Okay. That which I was like, you know what? That was a pretty cool wrestling sign. It, that was the sort of positivity I needed to see while I was watching that event, and I agree with it. But in the same breath. You and I enjoy sort of digging a little deeper, agreeing and disagreeing at certain angles, just different observations. And again, you know what? I'm going to say the word. I'm a mark, and I'm okay with it. Yeah, we're all marks. <laughs> I've never worked with a wrestling company professionally in any manner, okay? But I've watched it for, for two-thirds, if not more, of my life. I'm a mark, sir. Yeah, no, you we we have um, we have over eighty years of watching professional wrestling between the two of us. But I, I I have worked in in professional wrestling. I've worked as a commentator. I've worked as a I fish I not an I was an officiate, not an official. I was an officiate of a contract signing. I worked for WXWC four. I've taken bumps. I've gotten thrown out of the ring. So I'm still a mark just because you worked in, in the business, and I'm going to work in the business again. And we're under no, intense negotiations with a couple of wrestlers. The I fact, heard they were intense. Or it was like, hey, I'll let you know in March. I forget how. I forget which one it was. But anyways, the, the fact of the matter is just Sounds because, intense to me, man. Just because you're in professional wrestling, if you love professional wrestling, you know, the word mark has been one of the most overused word in professional wrestling ever. Because now every mark set calls everybody a mark. It's just, oh, oh, my God. Uh, you just struck me down with your words. If you have a if you have a goddamn podcast and you're making minimal money or, or not not much money, you're probably a part partly mark. There's something Dave Meltzer is the biggest mark of all time. Let's be real for a second. And god damn it, thank yep. God, because the guy's been killing it for 40 years. And, and according to Mr. Eric Bischoff, Meltzer makes five hundred K a year doing this. I believe it. The way social media can I be believe it too. Monetized now. The way social media right. and his podcast is being my I mean, the guy's the guy's not exactly a lightning rod for personality. None. I mean, he's but he just knows he's, his shit and people and he's been and he's respected. And you know what? He does have a new Japan bias. He likes New Japan professional wrestling a lot more. That's a taste. But for yeah. whatever reason, that guy's rating system is the one people go by. And I get and they, why Bruce And they Pritchard, want to argue over. And I yeah. get why Bruce Pritchard and, and Bischoff hate him. I get it. Because he calls them out for all their bullshit. And there's a lot of it. 
and especially Eric Bischoff. And I'm not going to talk about Eric Bischoff this time because I oh. started. You sent me a text today. Full disclosure, you sent me a text today, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm mad." And I'm not even a Meltzer guy. I'm really not. Right. I respect the man. I respect him, and I love his passion and his knowledge. I defended him because they say half Bischoff in that one quote you sent me, and there's a quote. There is right there the quote you sent me. And he's half, and he and says half the time he's wrong, or half the time he's right. He's right a lot more than half the time. And everyone calls him out. He always Bishop always brings up how Meltzer reported that Mabel was going to be the third guy. First of all, <laughs> Meltzer only goes by what he hears, and some of the shit he hears is bullshit, but a lot of it is true. But stuff like Bill Goldberg beating the Fiend weeks before it was even announced. That came true. And when right. Meltzer reported it, I was like, there's no way that's going to happen. That's stupid. No fucking way. <laughs> and then the two weeks later, Bill Goldberg's going to be on Monday Night Raw. And then three weeks later, he's beating the Fiend for the Universal title in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Fuck, that was horrible. It's terrible. Awful. Nothing good happens in Saudi Arabia. Just going to put that out there. The last pay-per-view was really good. We actually sent a journalist over there to get a report on it, but we never heard back from him. Yeah. I'm, we're lucky we only play, paid for a one-way ticket. Oh, dude, that, I'm not, dude we got to do that. It's going to be like, yeah, I'm out in Saudi Arabia. Do my, my fucking, I'm going to do my review from Saudi Arabia, and my wife is going to have a gun pointed at me the entire time. <laughs> oh, my God, man. Uh, dude, there, that, that, we, we got our fucking bit for next, for next week. So that's good. We're, we're good. You're gonna do it on location. We'll do a report, like a pre a pre show from there. Yeah. We got to find. We have to have like we have to do like three segments and have like one rolling storyline and miss the rest of the off. So that we'll work on that over the weekend. Perfect. You know what's funny is uh, you know what you should consider is you're actually reporting from the elimination chamber, but it means something different. Um, I'm in. I'm, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> Yes, I'm uh, reporting live. Actually, I'm inside the elimination chamber. And then you're going to be like, well, I, you know, whatever. I don't know. Oh, no, it's not that elimination chamber. This is where journalists go. It sounded fun to me. I thought we were going to, like, fake wrestle, but it hasn't. The food hasn't been good, and I got to be honest with you, they're not treating us all that well. Thank you for listening to this little clip. And an extra, if you will, of High Spots and Cheap Pops as we talked about the internet wrestling community and how we're going to make it a better place. Thanks for listening to High Spots and Cheap Pops, folks. This is Silicon Steve Valley. Please check us out at hscpwrestling.com. Like us on YouTube, and please follow us here on Spotify. Thanks so much, folks. We'll talk to you later.